The Thread is a new hit podcast from Ozzy Media that explores history's surprising connections in order to discover how one thing leads to another. Like how movie moguls in early Hollywood helped spark the Me Too movement today. Get it on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back. Joshua P. Warren, internationally recognized as an expert on the mysterious and paranormal phenomena. His latest book is called Finding Your Magic. And Joshua's story, of course, has gone all around this planet about a time warp. Did you expect to get that kind of coverage, Josh? No, I really didn't. I mean, I felt that if I found something interesting that maybe it would get picked up by some of the unusual news outlets, and it would be a great thing to talk about on Coast to Coast AM, but I never imagined that within seven days it would be in Newsweek and uh, Inside Edition. Drudge Report picked it up. Yeah, everywhere. It was amazing. China, Russia, I mean, it's like I have gotten very little sleep over the past week. Uh, (laughs) All all hours of the day, people are wanting to know about this, so this has really struck a nerve. Are you getting media calls, too, then? Absolutely. I mean, uh, I I honestly, I I can't accommodate everything. And, And, you know, the funny thing is, the very first time I even hinted that I was going to do this investigation and experiment was here on Coast to Coast AM. That's right. Uh, and, and at that time, I came on, and I didn't even say what I was going to do exactly. I said, I'm going to go out into the desert, and I'm going to take some measurements with the meter, and then I kind of left it at that. And so uh, I'm happy to say that the Coast listeners got the uh, the first sneak peek, but uh, who knew that it was going to explode like this? Let's go to the beginning. How did you find this time warp? How did you even know that, where to go? Well, you know, I now live part-time in Las Vegas, and for a while I've been looking for a good reason to go to Area 51. I'd never been to Area 51, uh, and of course uh, everybody ought to know we're talking about a real classified military base. It's not some kind of tourist attraction, even though they will tolerate tourists. That's right, but but they don't want people there. No, no, and you have to be very respectful of that. And so um, I, I'd been, you know, looking for a good opportunity to go there, and that's when I was contacted, of course, by the uh, Silicon Valley engineer that I alluded to before on Coast. His name is Ronald Heath, and uh, he has a pretty impressive track record of creating all kinds of interesting electronics uh, for decades. And he was always fascinated with the possibility that UFO technology might be able to somehow manipulate gravity, which would change the flow of time. And and it really goes back to that episode he saw of the X-Files. I think I might have mentioned this before on the show, where uh, there's a, an episode where Mulder takes a stopwatch and puts it by his car, and then he takes another stopwatch and goes to a UFO hotspot, and then later he compares the two and finds that there's a difference between them meaning that when he walked into the hot spot, he'd gone into an area where space-time had been shifted a little bit. And so engineer Ronald Heath wanted to create a device that would reproduce this kind of research on uh, a more user-friendly level. So he created what's called a differential time rate meter, or a DT meter. And this is a device that has a little meter on one end that has a display that says 0.00000. It's hooked to a 100-foot-long cable, and there's a sensor on the end. And that sensor is always sending a signal back and forth between the sensor and the meter. 
and it's constantly comparing those two points. Well, there's no reason that there should be a reading on that meter other than zero, indicating that time is operating as it, as it should, at a normal speed, at a normal rate. And there's a pretty wide margin of error on this device, by the way. And the only reason that should change is if something major happens, like a black hole approaches Earth. And so, uh, as a matter of fact, Ronald Heath has had two of these things at his laboratory running for months in California, never has gotten one anomaly. In fact, you could almost say he invented a device that's not supposed to pick anything up because according to the classroom, you're not supposed to have an instance where time slows down at one particular place. Uh, so I said, well, that's an interesting uh, concept. And he gave me the opportunity to take one of these meters to be the very first field investigator to take one of these DT meters and to go out and test it. And I didn't even tell him what I was going to do. And I decided what I would do is take it on a trip to Area 51 and back. Now, of course, George, we both know very well the controversial claims of people like Bob Lazar. And, of course, Bob Lazar says that he's worked on technology at Area 51 that slows down time. Uh, for example, that he claims he was given an engine of some sort, larger, a little larger than a basketball. And if you put a candle next to it, the candle flame will freeze in midair as if time is being slowed. Hmm. And so, and I've heard other claims like this. So I thought, okay, my wife, Lauren, and I will, will do this very simple, uh, you know, relatively unannounced trip where we drive hundreds of miles from Las Vegas to Area 51 and back, stopping about every you know, 20 miles along the way to get out in the middle of nowhere in the desert and go out and take a measurement with this meter and some other devices that I had, like Geiger counters and radio microwave detectors, etc. And my, I was thinking, wouldn't it be cool if everything's normal all the way to Area 51, and then we get to Area 51, and there's something weird that happens, you know? And then you come back, and you go, yep, sure enough, there's something interesting. That's what I kind of was hoping would happen. Turns out, George, everything around Area 51 was normal. I mean, I didn't pick up anything that extreme or, or unexpected around Area 51. What happened was, much to my surprise, about 20 miles north of Las Vegas, in, on, on, in this little you know, nondescript area on the side of the road out in the desert, I rolled out all the equipment, and all of a sudden, for a moment, boom, I got this reading that showed that for a moment, time had apparently slowed down by 20 microseconds. Now, what that means is if you take a second and you split it into 100,000 little pieces, one of those is a microsecond. Time slowed down for 20 microseconds, which is not supposed to happen. It's almost like traveling back in time for 20 microseconds. Uh, when Ronald Heath saw this result, he said, wow, that is absolutely incredible. He was ecstatic. He had no explanation for it. And here's the big kicker, though, George. Just so happens that even though of all the places I went to between Area 51 and back, um, getting nothing, that one little nondescript part of the desert where I got this reading just so happens to be one of the most popular UFO hotspots in the entire area where some of the most stunning footage 
of UFOs and strange lights in the sky has been shot. So is that a coincidence or is this <laughs> the first step in plotting some kind of a possible connection between these warps, these space-time warps, and what people experience as paranormal phenomena? Well, you know, David Politis, of course, has talked about people missing and disappearing. I'm wondering if they're falling into these kinds of time warps. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because, you know, that was one of the things that inspired my entire career before I was born. I had a great uncle named Claude Calloway hmm. in, who, who vanished uh, in western North Carolina and uh, right near one of the national forests. And so uh, it was one of those deals where he was practically in mid-conversation, and then boom, he was gone. He was reading a magazine on the porch, and then he disappeared, and the magazine was still there, but my great-uncle Claude Calloway was never seen or heard from again. And this is not some old ghost story or wives' tale. I mean, this was a real relative of mine. It was a tragedy in my family. They never got over it. They never had resolution. And so it does make you wonder, okay, A, um, is it possible that these kinds of time warps are something that naturally occurs at various places around the planet, which is what I'm thinking is likely that I just happen to be the first person with one of these devices who can go out and, and find one of these points? Or is there some kind of an exotic technology being tested around that part of Las Vegas that's similar to what I expected to find at Area 51? Or did I get lucky enough to catch, you know, some UFO zooming by that created this glitch? I mean, I know there, I've, believe me, I've gotten critical responses from people saying, oh, come on, you can't draw any conclusions from one reading. Well, for, I agree, but that's why it's called an anomaly, and that's why this is the very first step, and that's why I'm going to continue doing this, taking measurements all around this area, and I, I'm, I'm hoping that maybe if I get enough of these points plotted and I overlay them with places that are well-known for paranormal phenomena, it might match up, and it might give us enormous insight about just how uh, flexible time and space are, as, frankly, uh, organizations like NASA have been demonstrating for many years with their more sophisticated equipment. Do you ever get cases of deja vu or spells yourself? <laughs> I, I do. I do, and I'm glad that you bring this up because, you know, when I talk about the idea that what I measured here seemed to indicate time slowing down by 20 microseconds, that sounds, you know, so small that you can't even comprehend it. However, think about what the human brain is. The brain is the most mysterious thing in the universe to us. And the brain is composed of all of these subatomic particles that are sort of, you know, crackling and popping in and out. And they're very, very tiny sensitive particles that could be influenced by something like a tiny, tiny shift in space-time. And so even something as small as a shift of a few microseconds might be just enough for you to get that sensation. Whoa, I just saw this, and now I'm seeing it again. And this is something that might just last for a moment where you would say, oh, deja vu, what just happened to me? Because you just travel back in time by, you know, a second or something like that. But 
if it's more extreme, what if there are cases when you get a larger window and that is when people can actually look back and see scenes from the past, ghosts, not just ghosts, but also the entire setting has changed, what they call a time slip. Because, you know, it's one thing, George, for somebody to see an apparition standing in a room. It's another thing when the whole room looks different. That's the right. whole room looks like it did in the 1800s. Um, and so there may be occasions where time is this integral thing that can shift in small degrees to give you a sense of deja vu or a more extreme degree to literally let you look farther back and almost into another dimension. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.